Pour parler d'agriculture et d'Europe à la jeunesse. Le climatwandel erfasst immer weitere Teile der Welt. Farmers help us bring nature back and preserve biodiversity. Ceux qui sont dans le rouge s'en sortent quand ils font plus vert. La qualité dans ce pays, elle doit être là pour tous. Quand t'as des animaux qui sont pas en bonne santé, ouais. t'as des laits qui sont naturellement plus acides. When you have animals that aren't healthy, declares the teacher in this French cheese-making training laboratory, you get milk that is naturally more acidic. So the milk will curdle faster. Exactly. So animal welfare has a lot to do with rennet. You get more acidic milk when you make it from poor quality material. Animal welfare, high-quality animal products, these have become core ideas in French agricultural teaching in recent years, and nowhere more so than in among the steel vats in the cheese-making laboratory of the Agricultural School of Aurillac, a busy rural town in the department of Cantal, famous for its cheese of the same name. It's here, in the heart of the Auvergne in central southern France, that we meet the French farmers of today and tomorrow. Why France? Because since January the 1st, it holds the presidency of the Council of the European Union. That gives us the opportunity to draw a picture of its agriculture, the country's third largest trade surplus behind aeronautics and chemicals, and to study its priorities for its six-month presidency. For example, low-carbon agriculture, matching farming and production standards between the EU and its external trade partners, implementation of the newly agreed Common Agricultural Policy, the CAP, against the backdrop of climate change. Is the programme of Europe's leading agricultural nation, ahead even of Germany and Italy, ambitious enough? We'll take a look in this, our 12th episode of Food for Europe. You can use this These young students personify the next generation of French agriculture. In an ageing sector where the average entry-level age is 36, the Agricultural School of Aurillac is crammed full. It takes in 420 students a year, from secondary to 18+. The setup also includes a vocational training centre for mostly young adults, where 140 of them rub shoulders. Here, in the context of climate issues... A sort of revolution is underway. Céline Arsac is the site director. We feel from members of the public we meet and from the people who come to train to become farmers an awareness, this desire to move towards a more sound and sustainable agriculture, more respectful of the environment. It's clear as daylight and has been for the last 15 years. It is also a desire of farmers who want to deliver products that fit what the market is looking for. People who want to move really to more added value, but also to a stronger connection with the consumer, producing quality products, which as a result also correspond to the new consumer demands. Marion and Emilia are part of this trend. These 18-year-old high school students are both from farming families and dream of taking over the family farm. Marion in organic breeding, Emilia in HVE breeding. 
for HVE, read high environmental value. Coming from a generation acutely aware of climate issues, the agroecological transition included in the new CAP is blindingly obvious to them. For Marion, such conditions also favour getting more women into the sector. In France, there are currently barely 27% of women in its ranks. I think the future is in ecology, because right now so much soil is exhausted and there are plenty of people who can no longer cultivate it and produce for our own consumption. I think women are perhaps a little more sensitive to everything ecological. Today there are plenty of tools that make the job easier too. We see it also in the classroom. There are many more girls than boys now. For sure there is a future for them in the farming world. Emilia already knows what direction he wants to point his efforts in. In my opinion, we will have to look more and more for crops that absorb carbon and store it. By the way, in HVE we've had controls and we've seen that our farm, where there are many grasslands, have captured much more carbon than what it has emitted, except that on a French and European scale it's not like that everywhere. We will have to really value more the grassland and pasture land and all kinds of crops. It can only be beneficial for agriculture and for humanity in general. As one of its objectives, the French presidency wants to set up EU low-carbon labels, as per recommendations in the European farm-to-fork strategy. If sequestration of carbon in the soil goes without saying for enthusiastic young people, Paris has had to carry out an awareness building and offer incentives on a national scale to rally existing operators – this is how Gérald Tessedou, dairy farmer in the village of Parlon, 30 kilometers from Aurillac, took the plunge. My journey is different from most farmers. I came to environmental concerns fundamentally out of economic concerns. I was looking for time and savings, and in the end, I fell into ecological stewardship. Not to hide anything from you, we hadn't been too sensitive to it. But we got there because we were told that in fact we, our units, sequester a lot of carbon. We have grasslands. A grassland is a ton of carbon sequestered per hectare per year. A revelation for this former salesman who returned to his native Contal ten years ago to take over his parents' farm. Today, the 40-year-old is passionate about the quality of the soil, which determines the quality of his milk. Thanks to the internet, he's constantly learning new techniques online in a country that's a pioneer in ecological practices. You always have to be at the forefront of new things. You have to stay informed. It's constantly moving. What's a bit funny is we think we're discovering revolutionary things, but in the end, we come back to what the older generation were doing 30 or 50 years ago. While livestock farming only represents 37% of French agriculture and against a backdrop of declining consumption of meat, Gérald Tessedou insists on the symbiosis between livestock and crops. We are lucky here to have animals and therefore the grasslands. And naturally, the soil under the grasslands will not be worked for several years, so it will regenerate and will be fertilized by the manure of the cows, which is, in the end, a major asset for the soil. There you have it. And for the cultivation of corn for his animals, no more ploughing. It's under a covering of meslin, a mixture of cereals and pulses, that the magic happens. 
The soil is enriched naturally, especially as the bacteriological ecosystem gets to work. In spring, it will be ready to receive seeds. The life of a farmer is carbon, so there you have it, the carbon cycle. Geographer, agronomist and soil scientist Dr. Andrea Bester is regularly consulted by the European Commission. She joins us now for this podcast. Hello, Dr. Bester. Welcome and many thanks for joining us on Food for Europe. Good morning, Mr. Anderson. Happy to meet you and happy to be here. Before we come to you, let's explore this idea that the life of a farmer is the carbon cycle, addressed here by the French Minister of Economy and Food, Julien de Normandie, at the European Parliament. This was last month in his presentation of France's programme. Our European farmers are soldiers of carbon, are soldiers of the climate. After the sea, it's in the soil and therefore particularly the agricultural soil that we capture the most carbon. It is still necessary to accelerate this carbon capture and to share good practices. Then, above everything else, we need to determine the framework we can create through the implementation of carbon certificates that could be valued on the markets, in particular the voluntary market. A farmer is an entrepreneur, he is an economic actor. If we want him to go faster in any transition, it's much simpler to ensure that this transition allows him to create economic value rather than telling him we'll continue on and on and on to impose legal action. So, Dr. Bester, applying carbon in the soil, what does that mean exactly? And does humus or organic matter from decaying plants and animals also play a role? Well, it's a bit difficult to explain it briefly in this context because everyone understands something different. You can certainly sequester carbon in interesting ways. I won't deny that there are positive practices in agriculture and forestry. But we can't say that we will extract so much CO2 from the atmosphere by producing humus. This is simply not the case. The potential is not there. We don't have enough carbon-enriching material to meet the stated targets for carbon accumulation in the soil, not to mention that it's a very slow process. And then there's also the legal question. Helping farmers implement sustainable practices is good. Some of them are already subsidized by the common agricultural policy, but who controls their implementation? Is carbon sequestration in soils a good solution at the end of the day? The problem is that humus is not a soil substance in which you can store whatever you want. Humus is an entire living ecosystem of accumulation and degradation. It's a kind of cycle of substances that are constantly building up and breaking down. This biological activity in the soil, which is planned to be promoted in the biodiversity strategy, is not taken into account in most political projects. Yet, that is also part of it. And if my objective is to permanently bury carbon in the ground for as long as possible, and this as long as possible is found in all the texts, in the text of the French presidency of the council, in the texts of the council, and in the texts of the commission, if I want to do that, then I'm doing something that's completely foreign to the physiology of this ecosystem. Thank you very much, Dr. Bester. 
Another debate that animates the French farming community is competition from non-European trading partners. In Contal, when we broach the subject with Giraud Tessidou, he is fatalistic. There is a problem of unfair competition. We don't compare a kilo of meat raised here and a kilo of meat raised in Argentina. Behind us, we have security, guarantees, we have follow-ups, controls that they don't have over there. And on top of that, we have labor costs that are staggering, whereas over there, it's peanuts. In front of MEPs, Julien de Normandie rightly makes the reciprocity of standards between trading partners his pet theme. These are called mirror clauses. He refers to autarchism, the political philosophy that promotes the principles of individualism. Can we accept continuing so readily to import products whose production is not permitted on the European continent? This is in no way autarchism. In no way does it go against the rules of the WTO. The rules of the game must be more clearly established, and these rules must ultimately make it possible to carry out both these transitions and also the sovereignty of our agriculture. With more than half of its surface area as agricultural land, France is by far the main beneficiary of the common agricultural policy, as it receives almost 18% of the CAP budget. Today, the health crisis and climate challenges are awakening vocational interest in farming among young city dwellers. Witness Anne Clare, who's 29 and who graduated with a master's degree in visual arts from the Sorbonne. Attracted by agriculture on a human scale, she came to Auriac to train in cheesemaking techniques. It's true that it made me want to go back to nature, to have meaning in the job I was going to do. And there was also the manual and creative side that I could find in cheesemaking. I may have had a vision before that was all about industrial agriculture, and that didn't appeal to me at all. But if I go into agriculture, it's to have a sound and sustainable production and to try to return to traditional techniques and with respect for nature. Dylan, who's 25 and is also professionally retraining, admits his concern, knowing that without European subsidies, 60% of farms would work at a financial loss. I want to start my own business and my own cheese, make an old Auvergne cheese that you no longer make and try to relaunch it. And it's hard because these investments are scary. But there's no question of giving up for Dylan. Like most young people of his generation, he feels charged with a mission to reconcile French agriculture with the environment. If we continue like this in 10 years, there's nothing left. It's all burnt. It's done for, totally done for. And to Dylan, that last ominous word in this snapshot of French agriculture. On July the 1st, the Czech Republic will take over from France the presidency of the Council of the European Union, a country whose agriculture enjoys privileged conditions, and we'll return to that. In the meantime, a very warm thanks to all our guests for their contributions. See you in two weeks for a new edition of Food for Europe. Until then, stay safe and goodbye. Organic farming is steadily increasing. That's good. Pour parler d'agriculture et d'Europe à la jeunesse. The climate change affects ever wider parts of the world. Farmers help us bring nature back and preserve biodiversity. Ceux qui sont dans le rouge s'en sortent quand ils font plus vert. La qualité dans ce pays, elle doit être là pour tous. 